Well, greetings once more in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as we continue to go through this quarantine time. I must say that we opened our church doors for the first time since this all began this morning, and uh, we uh, were just so glad to be back in our sanctuary. But we are going to continue this format for those of you who continue to listen uh, and watch on the video. Uh, before we go any further, let's just bow our heads for a moment of prayer on this beautiful Mother's Day. Heavenly Father, on this Mother's Day, we humbly approach your throne of grace asking that you touch the hearts of mothers all over the world. We ask that you grant them your peace, your strength, protection, and wisdom in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Our scripture lesson this morning is found in the Gospel of John, the uh, 14th chapter, the 1st through the 14th verses. Now, just as a way of uh, setting here, they, uh, the disciples and Jesus are gathered together in the upper room for their last time together. And it's in this setting that Jesus utters these words. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. How do we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. May God add his blessing to the reading of his word at this time. Now, you know, a lot of people right now are living in fear. It just 
amazes me of the number of people I come across that just seem to be scared to death for one reason or another. Many, many are afraid that they might contract this virus that has kept us out of church so long and altered our lives in so many other ways. Others are afraid that they're going to die. Some are afraid of economic problems. Some are in fear of losing their jobs or they've already lost their jobs and they're afraid they won't find another one. But here, as the Lord spends his last moments with his disciples, he says, do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. At times like this, I think we're prone to draw nearer to God and to be more attentive to him. Last week, we talked about how when we're in the green pastures of Psalm 23, we're likely to talk about God and uh, to wander and drift. But when we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death like we are right now, we want to stay close to the shepherd and pay attention to him. We don't want to get out of his sight. Later on in verse 27 of John 14, he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. In the midst of all that's going on right now, Jesus wants you to be at peace. He wants you to be at peace. But are you? If not, you can be. Jesus tells us right here in this passage that we read this morning how to have peace in God. He says, believe in God, believe also in me. And then he reveals clearly a lot about God, how the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they all work together just inseparably. The Father is in the Son, and the Son is in the Father. The Holy Spirit ties us both to the Father and the Son. But it is Jesus that is to be the main focus of our belief and the one, the only one, who can bring us forgiveness of sins and salvation. As he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. You see, as we believe in him, he gives peace. Jesus makes it clear that there could be no substitute in his place. He says, no one comes to the Father but through me. No substitute. Following his encouragement to find peace in him, Jesus says this, truly, truly, I say to you. And whenever Jesus uses these words, truly, truly, that means pay attention to this. This is really important. You need to get this. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, 
so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Now, these words of Jesus bear directly on your life and my life and our life together in these exciting days that we're in right now. What they say is that all of us who believe in Jesus will carry on with his work and in some wonderful way do something greater than the works of Jesus. And as a means to that end, we'll have access in prayer to Jesus today so that everything that we need, we can ask for and receive it. And so I just want to sum all this up. He says, all of us who believe in Jesus will carry on with his work. And then he says, in some wonderful way, we will all do something greater than the works of Jesus. And as a means to do that end, and to that end, we will have access in prayer to Jesus today so that everything we need, we can ask for and believe we're going to receive it and receive it. I want to sum up a whole lot here by just saying that the work that is mentioned here isn't the performing of miracles and supernatural things, although it can include those. The work of Jesus and the Father are to bring people to forgiveness of sins and to salvation. You see, to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, salvation is the most important thing of all. Now, I know there are a lot of people today who want to just throw the Bible away and make up stuff about being good and that God loves everybody so everybody gets to go to heaven. But if you look at what the Bible says, if you look at what is found in God's Word, you find something different. And we need to pay attention to what God is telling us. We see here that there's something that God takes very, very seriously, and that it is this. There's a judgment day coming, and it's not coming because our God is an angry God, but because sin brings evil and death, and he has to get it out of the way. But because of his great love for us, he sent his son to offer us salvation. He doesn't want a one of us to perish. It says in the Bible that there is no other name in heaven or on earth by which we might be saved other than the name of Jesus. And the reason why is because it is only through him and the work that he did on the cross and rising from the dead, that sin and death can be removed from our lives. Now, the Lord put it this way when he was talking to Nicodemus back in the beginning of John. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, 
but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This is the judgment, that the light has come into the world and men loved the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. That's the way Jesus explains it. God loves us so much. He sent his son into the world so that the world could be saved and not perish in the judgment that is coming. The Apostle Peter explains the reason and the importance of salvation this way in 2 Peter, the third chapter, the first through the 13th verses. This is now, beloved, the second letter I am writing to you in which I am stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder that you should remember the words spoken beforehand by the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior spoken by your apostles. Know this, first of all, that in the last days, mockers will come in their mocking, following after their own lusts, and saying, Where's the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. For when they maintain this, it escapes their notice that by the word of God the heavens existed long ago, and the earth was formed out of water and by water, through which the world at that time was destroyed, being flooded with water. But by his word, the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire, kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. But do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some would count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, in which the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat, and the earth and its works will be burned up. Since all these things are, be are to be destroyed in this way, what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming day of God, because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning and the elements will melt with intense heat. But according to his promise, we are looking for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. So you see, it is out of love that God has sent his son. It is out of love that Jesus 
emptied himself of all that made him like God and came to earth in the form of a man to suffer and to die in our place. The reason why is there is a terrible danger on the horizon that the Lord wants us to all be safe from. Now this is Mother's Day and as I was preparing this message, I started thinking about all the traits that a good mother has that reflect God's love for us. And this is what I came up with. First of all, good moms love. Good moms protect. Good moms sacrifice. And good moms want their children to be safe from harm. Now, isn't that what Jesus and Peter have both covered uh, as far as the love of God toward us? They want us to be, he wants us to be safe. He doesn't want us to go through a dangerous and perilous, destructive, horrible time. He wants to save us from that. Salvation is something, is not something cruel that God has made up. It's something that God must do to save us from perishing whenever things are finally cleaned up in this world. I came across a lot of examples of uh, moms showing love, protection, sacrifice, and wanting safety for the children, but I'm just going to share one which I think pretty well describes it all. On August the 16th in 1987, Northwest Airlines Flight 225 crashed just taking off from Detroit Airport, killing 155 people. Just one person survived, a four-year-old from Tempe, Arizona named Cecilia. When rescuers found Cecilia, they didn't believe that she'd been on the plane. They first assumed that Cecilia had been a passenger in one of the cars on the highway onto which the airliner crashed. But when the passenger register for the flight was checked, there was Cecilia's name. Cecilia survived because even as the plane was falling, Cecilia's mother, Paula Shishan, unbuckled her own seatbelt, got down on her knees in front of her daughter, wrapped her arms and body around Cecilia, and then would not let her go. Nothing could separate that child from her mother's love. Neither tragedy nor disaster, neither the fall nor the flames that followed, nor height nor depth, nor life nor death. Cecilia had a good mom. And you have a good God who out of his great love for you has done everything he can to make a way for you to be spared the awfulness of the judgment that lies ahead. So let me ask you this. Do you know his peace? Because if you don't, he's shown you in this passage today, where to find it. 
He says, believe in God, believe also in me. And if you want his peace, and maybe you've been striving and trying to come after his peace in other ways. Maybe you've just tried, been trying to go directly to God and circumventing Jesus on the cross, and now you find yourself fearful and you find yourself uh, just uh, uneasy in these times and you have no peace. It's because the peace only comes in one way. The peace that he has to give. A peace that you can have in the midst of storms and fires is a peace that only comes from God through Jesus Christ. If you want his peace, call on his name. There's no other name on heaven or earth by which you might be saved. I speak from experience because I tried all these other ways and none of the other ways worked until I was desperate and had no peace and life had no meaning and I just cried out in frustration and said, Jesus, help me. And all of a sudden, he, his presence, was right there in the room and I've known his peace ever since and that peace can be yours if you'd like for me to pray with you I'll do that right at the end of the, this 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 video now do you have an assurance of salvation do you know for certain that if you were to die today that you would go to heaven you can know that he says don't let your hearts be troubled Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. There's always room for one more in God's house. And there's room for you, brothers and sisters. And you can know you have a reservation there. He's calling to you. And he says, I want you to make your reservation right now. If you know his peace, if you know that assurance of salvation, you know what I'm talking about. But for those of you who don't, just pray along with me right now. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I want to know your peace. I'm tired of struggling. I'm tired of living in fear. I'm tired of fearing diseases. I'm tired of fearing death. I'm tired of uh, just being concerned about where my next meal is coming from. And I know that you've said that we who are burdened and heavy laden, you've called us to come to you. And so I come to you right now. And Lord, I know now that I can't handle it on my own. I know I can't save myself, but I know also that you can, that you've already done it, that you went to the cross for me. You died on that cross for me. You were risen. You rose from the dead to assure us all that your words are true. And today I believe them. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins Wash me and cleanse me in your precious blood. 
Come into my heart and into my life. I give it to you and I give all my fears and all my troubles to you now. And from this moment on, I want to live for you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And Lord, I just want to pray for all those that prayed this prayer right now. And I pray, Lord, that as they have called out to you, that you would send your Holy Spirit and through your Holy Spirit, that you would touch them in such a way that they know that you are real and that you are with them and that you're right there in the room with them right this moment as we pray. And I pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.